Welcome back to episode four of the Confessions from the 2A Ranch Wife podcast. Today we're going to talk about how we finish and age our 2A beef, which is a pretty exciting topic. There's a lot of new information out there about aging beef and how beef is finished, whether it's grain-fed or grass-fed. And today we're going to spend some time talking about both options for finishing and aging beef and why we choose what we have for our 2A beef. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the 2A Ranch Wife podcast, where ranch wife, ag educator, cow lover, Jessica Anderson, shares real life ranch stories, discusses all things beef, and shares her insight about agriculture. As a passionate advocate and wife to the cow boss, Jessica keeps it real, raw, and genuine. From inspiring cattle tales to telling it straight with all the facts about cattle and agriculture, we're excited to have you along for the ride. Hey friends, so welcome back today. I'm really excited to have you here. Today we're going to talk about how we finish and process our 2A beef. Back in episode 2, I talked all about how our box beef worked, the choices we made, how you could go about ordering it, what a half or quarter share looked like, and all of those things. But today, since we're getting ready to actually harvest our 2A beef, I thought it would be a great opportunity to talk about how our cattle are fed out, why we made those choices, and how our beef is aged. So we're gonna go ahead and jump right on into that. So our 2A beef, we have decided that our beef is going to be grain finished. Now there's a lot of controversy over grain finished versus grass finished. And I say, do your research. I have no problem with either. And for our business, we chose to go with grain fed. Now, some reasons why we chose grain fed. One, for us, we like the taste of grain fed beef. And if that's something you're used to, if you're used to buying your beef at the grocery store, you're probably used to grain fed beef taste as well. I actually have a funny story about that. So my in-laws were in town and we took my father-in-law to a local Basque restaurant. And as he was cutting into his sirloin steak, he kind of had this funny look on his face. And we asked him, is everything all right? And he kind of had that like shaken head look, no, no, this isn't all right. And so he took another bite and that was it for him. He kind of set his plate to the side and, and that was it. And I looked at my husband and I said, I bet you this beef is grass finished. And so Spencer took a bite of it and he said, yeah, it's definitely grass finished. And if you're not used to a grass finished beef, you're definitely not used to that taste. It has more of a grassy, earthy taste to it. And if that is your preference, then more power to you. Like I said, I have no issues with grain finished versus grass finished, but my father-in-law, he's definitely used to that grain finished taste of beef. So for us, we chose grain finished because we like the taste of it. And our cattle are on grass from pretty much birth all the way until they're processed. The last 90 to 120 days is when we start to add grain into the diet. And our grain never makes up more than 30% of their total diet. So when you're feeding cattle, you feed them based on their body weight. So for example, an 800 pound cow can typically eat between two to 3% body weight. 
So 800 pounds at 3%, that's only 24 pounds of total feed. Now of that 24 pounds, only 30% of it will be grain. And as that animal grows, so as it goes from being 800 pounds to 900 pounds to 1,000 pounds, we adjust those feed proportions adequately. So our beef is grass-fed clear-till harvest time, and we add that 30% of grain to the diet the last 90 to 120 days. Now, the grain that we have chosen is a combination of corn, oats, and barley. We feel that that adds the best flavor, the best taste to the meat, the best tenderness, and the right amount of marbling and fat. Remember way back when I talked about marbling being that intermuscular fat or those white flecks of fat that are inside your steak? It adds juiciness and flavor. And when you're used to a grain finished piece of beef, you're used to that kind of almost buttery taste that it gives the meat quality. Now grass finish is great as well. Now I do recommend that if you are wanting grass finished beef that you really do a little bit of homework and research and understand what does grass finished really mean? The beef checkoff program and beef it's what's for dinner website has some great information about labeling and grain finished versus grass finished versus natural versus organic. And I think it's really worth taking some time to look at those because sometimes labels are just that. And as a consumer, we really need to educate ourselves on what those labels mean. So for example, According to the Beef It's What's For Dinner website, now I really like this website because it's factual based, they don't use fear or scare tactics, it's research evidence based, and they have some great information. So let's talk grain finished versus grass finished versus certified organic versus naturally raised. So for a grass finished beef, if you buy beef that has this label, I want you to know that grass finished cattle spend their entire lives grazing and eating from pastures. Now these cattle may also eat forage, hay, or silage at a feed yard as well. Grass-finished cattle may or may not have been given FDA-approved antibiotics to treat, prevent, or control diseases, as well as they could possibly be given growth-promoting hormones. Now, remember, hormones and antibiotics are no longer in the beef when those beef are taken to harvest. The FDA and USDA has strict guidelines about withdrawal periods. So all beef that you eat is free of hormones and antibiotics. But what you need to remember is that grain, or excuse me, grass finished does not mean antibiotic free. So really understand your label is the point here. Grain finished cattle are like grass finished cattle. They spend the majority of their lives eating grass or forage in a pasture, but then for the last usual 90 to 120 days, they are fed grain in their diet as well. Certified organic. If you choose to eat certified organic, this is a designated label that comes from cattle that have never been given antibiotics or a growth promoting, growth promoting hormone. These cattle may have spent time in a feed yard, but also know just because it says certified organic does not mean that it's grass fed. It could be grain fed as well. And naturally raised comes from cattle that have never received antibiotics or growth promoting, growth promoting hormones. That's a mouthful, I can't hardly say that. But this beef may spend time in a feed yard as well, and it can either be grain finished or grass finished. So really my point here, or my take home message is know your labels. Grass finished doesn't necessarily mean antibiotic free. 
and grain finished doesn't mean that it's been given growth promoting hormones. Certified organic versus naturally raised, I just want you to be well aware and educated of what those labels do and do not mean. And you can always go to beefitswhatsfordinner.com and look all of these things up yourself. I'm gonna link this to the Beef Education Hour page as well, so you can take a look at it. I think there's some really great information here to help educate yourself when you're buying beef. Now that we have a little understanding of labels, the reason I bring this up is because I think however an agriculturalist or a rancher chooses to raise their beef, more power to them. If it is in line with their principles and their morals and they wanna raise grass finished or organic, you go do that. If you wanna raise conventional beef or naturally raised beef or grain finished beef, you go do that. I think as agriculturalists, we really need to come together and support each other in the industry rather than attacking each other for the choices we've made for our production practices. We're all doing the best job we can and raising the best product we can. What programs we choose that fit us best that's our choice, but there, there is nothing that says grain finished is better than grass finished or vice versa. So I really wanna drive that point home here is that if you choose grass finished or organic, more power to you. I hope you enjoy it and I hope you find a rancher that raises you the best grass finished organic beef. But if you like your grain finished beef like we do and you want it all natural, then great, try our beef and I hope you do. So. A little bit about that and I'll kind of jump off my soapbox now about the grain finished grain finished versus grass finished but I just wanted you to know that there are significant differences that you should be aware of but for our 2a beef it is grain finished so sometimes also with grain finished versus grass finished there's this controversy that one of the beef types are actually better than the other and according to much of the research that I have had the opportunity to look at, publications that are published from universities where both types of meats are tested, there really is a small, if insignificant, difference in grain finished versus grass finished. So for example, if you were to head over to my website under the Beef Education Hour tab, in the February issue, I talk about grain finished versus grass finished. And I wanna call your attention to the handout there. It's been published by Beef It's What's For Dinner and they post all of their information that's based on research, evidence, and facts. And so they compare the nutrients in grain finished versus grass finished beef and show you the difference of the two. So for example, when we're talking about protein, Grain finished beef has 22.2 grams, whereas grass finished beef actually only has 21.8. Zinc, 3.8 milligrams in grain finished versus 3.7 in grass finished. Iron in grain finished is 1.6 and in grass finished it's 1.8. In grain finished beef, total fat is 5.2 and in grass finished, it is 2.9, so there is a little bit more of a significant difference in grain versus grass finished in the fat amounts. But then if you move through saturated fats, monounsaturated fats, polyunsaturated fats, and then your omega-3s and omega-6s, we're talking tenths to hundredths of grams versus differences. And so I just think that's something to pay attention to as well. Don't get too caught up in the fear tactic that grain finished is bad or grass finished is better. Take some time and look those numbers up for yourself to see 
to see the differences. And if you still are more comfortable with one over the other, great. But I just want us to know that there is factual evidence that's based on research out there rather than just a scare tactic of using or wanting consumers to purchase one over the other. So that's it on our grain finished versus grass finished debate. The second thing today I want to talk to you about is the aging process of beef. And by aging process, I don't mean that our cattle are older. What I mean is, what do we do with that meat once it's been harvested to ensure tenderness, juiciness, and flavor? And so we call this an aging process. There are two types of aging processes. One is called wet aging. It's fairly newer. And there is a second process called dry aging, which has pretty much been around for a super long time. And our 2A beef, we have chosen to go the dry aging route. Now dry aging, let's talk about what dry aging is for a second. So dry aging is a process where the beef is stored in a refrigerated room between 32 and 34 degrees. We don't want that beef to freeze because it will then inhibit the process. But essentially it's in a controlled humidity room and it can be stored in there up to four weeks. Typical dry aging is between 14 and 21 days. And dry aging is this process where the enzymes basically through a molding process break down the connective tissues in the beef and create a really beefy, wonderful kind of nutty roasted flavor. Something that you may be familiar with if you were to go to a high end steakhouse. So we've decided to do and go with the dry aging method for that added flavor, tenderness, and juiciness. Whereas wet aging is where they will take either primal or subprimal cuts and they are then sealed in airtight cryovac bags under refrigeration and they may be sealed in those bags for up to three weeks. And the juices and moisture from the beef itself in those bags are what age the beef and break down the connective tissues and produce a more, they say a more of a metallic-y type of flavor. Both methods are widely used and common practice. It's just one preference over the other. We have chose dry aging because we like the taste and tenderness and flavor that it offers the beef. So uh, both are commonly used. Some folks use dry and wet aging for different cuts of meat. Typically more tender cuts of meat do better in a wet aging environment because they're already very lean and that dry aging process does just that. It dries them out to create that tenderness and that flavor, whereas wet aging doesn't. So they may actually wet age those leaner cuts of beef. But both practices really deliver the same results. The differences is in flavor and we've chosen dry age for that more robust, nutty, beefy, roasted flavor of our beef and tenderness. That is what we do with our 2A beef. Today, just a little bit about grain fed versus grass fed, wet aging versus dry aging. I think this is all really great information for you and tools to add to your toolbox. So when you go to the grocery store, to the farmer's market, or you're buying from your local rancher, you can kind of figure out what's going on with that beef. You should know how that beef is raised, what it's fed, how it's processed, how it's aged. Those are all great things to know and to ask when you're buying beef. 
And as you go on, maybe you can develop a liker uh, for one over the other, like my father-in-law. He will only eat corn-fed beef. This is kind of a, a harder topic to talk about. And I'll be honest, the last few weeks or month, I've kind of been struggling with what am I going to talk about this month and continuing on with this podcast. I definitely didn't want this to be a project that I started and just stopped. And in the middle of the night, I woke up at 3 a.m. and thought, this is what I need to talk about because I think it's important. And I don't bring it up to be a controversial subject. I bring it up because as a rancher, I want you to know where your beef comes from. That is our mission here at 2A Beef. I want you to know where it comes from, what it's fed, how it's raised. I want you to be confident in those decisions you're making and who you're buying it from. And I think as a consumer, it's just as much your responsibility as it is ours to be transparent with that, to know those things, to understand those labels, to really truly know the difference between grain-fed versus grass-fed or organic versus natural. And fully understand what it is you're buying and what those requirements are as of those labels. And so as always, my mission is in ag education and I hope this really helps you to understand that a little bit more. As always, if you ever have questions, please feel free to, feel free to reach out to me, send me an email, uh, shoot me a message on social media, whatever it may be, and um, I'm always happy to help. With that, our 2A box beef sold out, which was super exciting. And there were a lot of requests for smaller boxes. And so we heard that request and decided to actually keep some of our beef back and offer it in smaller boxes come this fall. So I can't even express how excited I am for this Endeavor, this has been something I've been talking about forever. We wanted to give it a try and dip our toe in the water with selling the half and quarter shares, and that went well. But really our main goal is to hear what you and our customers need and deliver that. And so we will be rolling out with smaller size boxes come this fall. Be looking for a survey in our newsletter email list. So if you're not signed up for our email, newsletter, be sure to, because I'll be sending a link out in that email list for a survey, just asking a few more questions while we're trying to curate these boxes and put them together. I really want to make sure I'm creating something that you want. And so I want your feedback on that. And we're going to do the best we can to incorporate all those things, obviously within reason and what we can do, but I want to hear what you have to say so I can create these boxes for you. Uh, if you wouldn't mind taking a few minutes to fill that survey out, it'll literally take you about 60 seconds. It's only 12 questions, super easy. And hey, you'll get to be in a free drawing for a hat or a 2A beef gift certificate. So super fun stuff there. And also don't forget, you can always order yourself some either 2A beef merchandise or confessions from the 2A ranch wife merchandise. Those are for sale on the website also. So thanks for tuning in today on episode four. I hope you have as much fun learning and listening about this as I do sharing about it. Thank you for tuning in to the 2A Ranch Wife podcast. Be sure to head on over to the website at www.confessionsfromthe2aranchwife.com for all of today's show notes. Give us a follow on Instagram at 2A Ranch Wife. And don't forget to subscribe 
so you never miss out on an episode. Until next time, thank you. And don't forget to stay in the middle.